Welcome to the Overcomers Radio Hour with Sean Ryan and friends. Please feel free to call us at 609-614-3801 so we may assist you in overcoming life-controlling issues. Here's Sean Ryan. Hello. Oh, man. Can you hear that? Ooh, my voice is going bad. Hello and welcome to the Overcomers Radio Hour where hope is still alive and well. It's a Friday night. It's rainy. It's like a rainy Friday night, you know? With full moon. With a, is it full moon? Right? Yeah, it's kind of full. It's a, that's, why, that's why I was so crazy at our group tonight, huh? That's right. A little craziness going Lunatics. on. Lunatics. And, and the JSB, all those kids were going nuts. Yeah. Right? Well, they were having fun. They were having a good time, though. That's right? Fun. Good time in the Lord. Good time. That's okay. That's all right. So my voice is really hoarse and uh, messed up because um, I'm sick. I got sick the other day, and now it, you know, yes, I felt awful. I feel a little better today, but it really affected my voice. Mm. So I'm a little hoarse. Mm. So you're just going to have to deal with a hoarse voice tonight. I'm sorry about that, people. Mm, okay. <laughs> Not that kind of horse. But hey, I get, do I sound like a horse? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Anyway, praise God. So it's Friday night. It's a great night. We just got, came from the Overcomers group, and good uh, it was a good group, right? I did yeah. have a good, uh, had a good, good time. Good, you know, I'm going to miss that group. I really am. Um, you know, to next week's going to be our last last group, and next week's going to be our, my last opportunity to do this show, and I'm definitely going to miss both of that because I love doing both of them. Yes. Um, it was it was great. Uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. Enjoyed working with you and working with other people, working with people from the radio and 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 at the oh, group. God has you doing something else. Yes, he does. He has me uh, with Teen Challenge, Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge up there. As the director, and I, I love it. I love my job. Mention what yeah. you just mentioned to me, and maybe somebody will pray. Yeah, so we, I definitely gonna need people to pray. I just got an email, and, and these are the kind of things that we deal with. Man, it is life or death out there. I'm not kidding. Um, if you're listening, I want you to just just hear hear this out for a second. I just got an email of a young man, one of my staff members. His name, it doesn't matter. He he emailed me because he got called in to help with an emergency. Um, there's a young man, he's in our program, and, and he tried to hang himself tonight. Mm. Out in the woods, he tried to literally hang himself. And what happened? And, well, he wrote on his arm, do not resuscitate, mm. okay? So that was the first thing he did. So he tried to hang himself, but whatever he was trying to hang himself from broke. I don't know if it was the, the rope or the, the, the branch or something, but it broke. And, and praise God that it broke. Praise God. So somebody went, I guess, heard it or found him. He got uh, a heavenly break. He got a heavenly, yes, amen. And he battles very severe depression, um, this young man. And the jo Josh, one of my staff members, he's a great man. I mean, just a great guy. Loves the guys, loves the Lord. Got called and came up, calmed him down, took him in, and now they, they, they took him to the hospital uh, to check on to check on how he's doing and, and see if there's any injuries and to see just how his mental state mm. is too. I mean, it's just... I mean, it's heartbreaking yes. to hear that stuff. Life I mean, and death. This is, I mean, this is this is where it's at. I mean, it, this and the Bible says it's not a battle of flesh and blood, mm. but of spirit and principalities in high places, man. And uh, you know what? I have a comment on that verse. Mm. Uh, 
It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We can stop there in the beginning of that verse right. because most of us, myself included, do not often wrestle. We wrestle yeah. not. Let's yeah. let's admit it. Do yeah. we really no. wrestle for right. people's souls? Right, right. No. Yeah. We right. need to, you know. Yeah, we definitely we need to. We definitely need, uh, I would agree. But when and, we, you know, we try, then we realize that we, yep. we're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against the powers. The powers of principalities. principalities right? and, but we do have power over these principalities. We do. We do. And... and and, you know, that's something that we battle up there a lot, especially because these guys are coming in off the street and it's just a, uh, they're just in a bad position and a bad spot. And they are really battling some things and they're just fresh and they're raw. And man, the truth is just the truth of God's word and the, and, and the, the spirit in them that's just guiding them. They're just clashing and banging heads and we're fighting and fighting. So keep us in prayer and keep that young man in prayer, man. I just want to get back there so I can see him. And talk Amen. to him and sit him down and, and just pray for him. So we're going to pray for him this weekend and uh, make sure he's okay. Uh, but he did. I mean, just, I mean, that's something you really don't want to get an email about. Somebody trying to commit suicide, you know, in, in Teen Challenge. But praise God. Hello, everybody, for coming. I see Ben, Andrew, my beautiful wife, Michelle. Hello, honey. Zashi, what's up, Zash? Faith Marindola, Faithful Faith, Sean, how's everybody doing? I hope people keep logging on. I hope it sounds better this time. I know we've had a lot of problems through Facebook Live, but apparently they told me it was fixed. So we're going to see what happens. I'm sure my wife will text me and let me know. Let me check my... I'm listening through the internet. You're fuzzy again. Uh, all right, so apparently we're not doing well through, um, um, through Facebook Live. So I'm going to type what you should go on to. So go on to Life Radio nj.org. Is it .com? I think it's .com. Hold on. Let me just see. Is it liferadionj.org or .com? Let me, just, let me just look this up. Life Radio. Let's try Radio nj.com. .com. So liferadionj.com. And then you can live stream us. Okay? And I just put it up on Facebook. So if you click on Facebook... And we still staticky. You can live stream us on the, on the, uh, uh, on the radio th through the internet. Okay, and that's definitely the way you want to hear us tonight because it's staticky through Facebook. I don't know. Facebook just doesn't like us or something. You know why? Because we're preaching the truth, and you want to cover up the truth, Jimmy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. So anyway, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about some things tonight. One thing that's near and dear to me is something I teach. I teach uh, at Teen Challenges. Last year we last week we talked about core beliefs, right? Core beliefs. And how to establish good core beliefs because our belief system is corrupted, right? right. It's corrupted, right? It's corrupted by sin uh, and, and what the world sees. And we, 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 people tell us all these things and we build these belief systems and they become corrupted. And then those corrupt belief systems lead to corrupt values, which lead to corrupt decisions, which just is a snowball effect. Right. So we talked about establishing good core beliefs. And then once we do that, um, and that's a process of remaking the mind, right? Mm. we got to remake our mind. To How help do you us. do that? Well, there's a few ways. Jimmy, I'm sure you probably know one. Well, you? how about renewing your mind according to Romans 12, 1 and 2? That's right, 12, 1, 2, and, and even verse 3 if you really want to take it all out a little bit. But I have a quote first okay. by Muhammad Ali. Anybody know Muhammad Ali? I think I know him. Yeah. But the, ch the champ is here, right? Yeah. That's what he did, right? So Muhammad Ali 
said this, and I thought it really it resonated with me, and I really enjoyed it. He said, often it isn't the mountains ahead that wear you out. It's the little pebble in your shoe, mm. right? And that is, and I, and I teach this to the guys, and I, and I, and I, I tell it to everybody. You have to be, you're going to see this mountain, and, and you're going to want to attack, you know, conquer it and whatever. But before you get to that mountain, you got to get the pebble out of your shoe, which means you got to do these little things right first. You got to get these priorities yeah. in line, and then we can tackle those mountains, right? Yes. Through the, by the power and the grace of God. Amen. So we get our core beliefs right, and then we got to start remaking the mind. So you want to read? You want to read Romans, Jimmy? Sure. Or Romans I 12. could pass it to you. What do you want to do? I'll let you read it. Okay. Romans 12, 1 and 2? Yes, sir. 1 and, and 2 is good. Yeah, 1 and 2. You can do all three. Okay. Sure. Romans 12, chapter 1. I mean, I mean, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, well, we always should know the verse above it That's and right. see what it's there for. I can, I can fill you in on that if you really <laughs> want to know. So when he says, therefore, he says, I appeal to you. And he's talking about his giving your body, holiness, he's really talking about sexual immorality, right? That these people are, are not conforming to what God sees as proper in, in, interaction between a man and a woman, right? Mm. Through marriage and stuff like that. They're just having, they're just being very ungodly with the way they handle that. Mm. So, so they're thinking they're, what they've been, what they're thinking in their own understanding, what they believe to be okay, is against what God is saying. Mm -hmm. So go ahead, you can finish. Okay. And as I've said, and we've heard many times, we have to renew our stinking thinking with the checkup from the neck up with the Word of God. Amen. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. That is your spiritual act of worship. Mm. Now, this, this is a life-changing verse. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But, one of the great buts of the Bible, mm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, so let's just stop there for a second, right? He says, listen, present yourselves. He says, stop having sexual morality because that, by not doing that, yeah. by conforming to what God sees it as, that is your spiritual act of worship. So when you stop mm -hmm. doing the things that the world tells you is right, your core beliefs, and you change them, you are spiritually worshiping God correctly yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then he says, don't conform to this world. He says, you're already starting to change. Why would you keep conforming to it? Stop conforming to what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem that we have. And what happens is, even with, like, let's say, let's say you're a drug addict, right? Yeah. And you got 30 days clean. You have yet to really establish what your new belief system is so that you can start conforming to that. So you will naturally go back to the old belief system, which is what got you there in the first place, right? Because right? right. as a dog returns to his... Second Peter 2.22. Go ahead. Go ahead. You could do it. No. No, no. As I'd... a dog returns to his vomit, so does a fool return to his folly. Okay. And that's what happens. So when you're battling a life-controlling issue and you get through it for a few weeks, let me just tell you, that's not where it ends. 
there is a process to this that you have to continue working, okay? So he says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, mm-hmm. all right? But then he says, so don't conform, but then he says, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, mm-hmm. okay? And where, like, how do we do that? What the heck does that mean? Jimmy, what does that mean? Well, it means... There's one way of looking at things. That's the world. The world will say something. Mm -hmm. And then God's word says something, perhaps even the exact opposite. Right. So you've got to say, what am I going to believe? Am I going to believe what the world says? Or am I going to believe what God's word says? Right. And when you get a hold of God's word and it gets into your mind, your heart, your spirit... It renews you. It it directs your thinking. Right, right. Now, go now. So we got that. So we're gonna we're gonna put the word of God in our mind. Right. Mm-hmm. It's gonna become part of who we are. Now, what's the next step? What's to say after that, Jimmy? It says, well, go but, ahead. You have it. But Jesus. be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So that by testing, you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Right. Yeah. So that by testing. So now you can put that truth to the test, Okay. right? You have to test what that word is. See, this is where most people don't want to do this. All right. They'll read God's word, and then something will come along, and instead of using God's word to test what's coming along, they will revert back to their old way of thinking mm-hmm. and test it that way instead of standing firm in God's word and testing it that way. Because everybody, want, you know what the number one question is? I just want God's will for my life, Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what everybody says? That's what so, they say. That's what they say. So he says right here, take God's word and test it to what you're doing, and that will reveal God's will for your life, right? Mm-hmm. He wants you to live righteous, holy, sanctified. And to do that, you've got to test by his word, right? Yeah. He says, what is good, acceptable, and perfect? And he says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think himself more highly than he ought to, hmm. but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So now he's saying, listen, there's grace given to you, but don't think that you're better than somebody else because God has lavished his grace on you. Hmm. You are no better than them, right? Right. I think um, I have a verse over here that says, I, at 1 Corinthians 15, I, is where it is. I don't have it right in front of me, but it says, here it is. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Uh, uh, there it is. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. A lot of people right. think Popeye the sailor said, I, 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 I am what I am. Popeye was quoting the Apostle Paul. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15, 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me... Mm was not without effect. Amen. So we, you are, and I am, and each person is only what they are by the grace of God. Right. So we got to remake our mind, right? Mm-hmm. And the only thing that can really reestablish your mind is God, right? Mm-hmm. You can go to self-help books. Mm-hmm. You can go to uh, whatever, uh, shrinks, and what you can go, uh, go to all them places. They're all going to lead you to the same thing, right? Mm-hmm non-biblical truth that's just not going to line up with God's will for somebody's life, right? right? And they all will, they may help you a little bit, but they'll plateau and they'll peak and then you'll still be empty. That's what happens, right? People still are empty. 
So then you remake it with the Word of God, and you apply the Word of God to your life, and then you test what's around you with that Word, and you will start to reveal God's will for your life. Amen. It's a true fact. I mean, I've do, I do it now, okay? I only know from experience. I'm only speaking based on experience. That's it. What the Word of God says, I do what it says, boom, my life. It works. It works. It's true. It's true. That's the thing, you know, and it's funny. I've heard this so many times. I've heard so many thousands of people say this to me. Not thousands, but tons of people, right? You told me, remember, you used to tell me when we were in the pickup truck, right? And I was high and we were going to cut down trees, right? What did I tell you? You tell me all the time. You tell me Jesus is the only answer. Jesus is the way. You'd sing songs to me, break the harmonica and sing songs to me, right? Yeah. You're planting seeds, right? Yeah. Because you knew. And I didn't want to believe it. I'm like, nah, that's not it. It's not it. But man, I'm so glad that you started doing that. We are, and the the world is, the Christians are, because God has a plan. Now, let me tell a little uh, story here. Give your uh, voice a break. All right, thank you. Okay, reading the Bible is like driving your car. When you're in your car and you come to um, a stoplight or a stop sign, in fact, those of you listening out there, go along with me here. Okay, I can't hear you, but I hope someone will say this. Say the word POTS. That's right, POTS, and spell it with me. P-O-T-S, POTS, P-O-T-S, POTS, P-O-T-S, POTS, P-O-T-S, POTS. What do you do when you come to a green light? Who said stop? (laughs) <laughs> call up and tell us, or they can't, can't call. But the phones aren't working either, not. so but I got bad phones and bad Facebook Live. Because you spelt the word stop backwards, POTS, P-O-T-S is S-T-O-P. So th- the point is this, you got it wrong, you got it backwards, and reading your Bible is like driving your car. When you approach a red light, you can read it or a stop sign. You can read that stop sign. You can believe that red light means red, but it won't do you any good till what? Till you obey it. And if you run the red light, if you run the stop sign, and there's no police around, okay, so you won't get a ticket. What else could happen to you? Something even worse. That's right. You can get into an accident. But guess what? It's not an accident. It's the result of disobedience. Amen. So don't run the red light. Don't run the stop sign. When God's word says stop, stop. When God's word says go, go. And the first two letters of the word gospel? G-O. Go. So what I want to talk about tonight is the five people that we are. Mm. There's five different people that we are. Okay? Does that mean we have like a split personality or... Kind of, not really, right? But there's levels of how we, and, and, I, and when, as we go through them, you'll, you'll understand a little bit and you'll, under, you'll, you'll get it, right? So the first person is that we, the, of the people we are is the person we think we are, hmm. all right? Yeah. So we all have, you, me, everybody listening, we have this idea of who we think we are. Who we think we are. Right, and now this is where that applies to where he says... Among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to. We think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Okay? And we're going to talk about some scripture that shows why we shouldn't think that. So number one, the person we think we are. Number two, the person others think we are. So another 
person that we could be is the person others think we are, right? So you think something of me, right? right? And that is what you think of me. I think of something of myself. They probably don't line up, Jimmy, okay? Number three is the person we think others think we are. So you think of something of me, and I think you think something of me, and that's what I choose to believe, what you think of me, whether it be good or bad. So those are three man-centered ideas or man ways that we can comp comprehend of who we view us to be, right? I am the, th I, the, man, the person we think we are, the person others think we are, or the person, or the other, the person we think others think we are. Okay, so those are three levels, and they're man-centered. Then there is number four, where the man or the woman God says we are, hmm. right? And then number five is the man who God views us to be hmm. in Christ, right? So the man God says we are basically without Christ. And then the man, God, or woman says we are in Christ, right? Okay, okay. So the person God says we are without Christ is very evident in Romans 3, hmm. 9 through 18. You got it? You want me to read it? Okay. Uh, I can read well, it. You I'll it. read it. I'll read it because, you know what? I like to read these kind of scriptures. <laughs> these are mine. These are mine, you know. All right. All right so here, here, is, here is what God says we are without Christ. Whether you think you're moral or you're good or you're not, and this is how I explain it to everybody. If I was to take your brain and I could digitally record your brain, let's just say for a month, I could take every thought that you thought before you went to bed, but when you wake up, every dream you've had, everything that was in your mind when somebody cut you off, when you saw that person that you hated, whatever, and then I could play it in front of all of your friends and everybody you knew, family included, hmm. and they could actually see the person you really are deep down. So just think about that for a second. Think of some of the thoughts that you've had in your mind. How about just over your lifetime, think of some of the thoughts. Now we're getting real. I'm just talking about a month or maybe a year of your life, all right? And that is the person God says we are without Christ. And here's how Roman explains it. He says, for we have already charged that all both Jews and Greeks or, you know, it, Jews and anybody who's not a Jew, which would be me, Jimmy, whatever, Greeks, Gentiles, whatever you want to call them, are under sin. Hmm. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. Listen, man, I'll just stop right there. If I took that brain of yours and I did it for a month and I put that up, it would line up with that. It would. In some areas, it would line up at certain times in your life. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, and their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. So without Christ, I mean, just think about us with Christ, yeah. how sometimes that comes even into play, but it God's can. great, right? But without Christ, I mean, or can you worse. just, right, that is how God sees those without Christ because that's the truth. That's how I was. 
That's how you were, right? Mm -hmm. That's how, let's just get honest, even before probably Pastor Russ got saved, he would tell you he was probably capable and thought those things and maybe did something. I mean, that is, it's the truth, Mm -hmm. right? So that is how God sees us without Christ. And we've got to keep that in the, I'm not saying it's got to be dead in the forefront of your mind, but we've got to keep that, we've got to realize that. You need to take a break? Yeah, I guess I will take a break. Jimmy's telling me I got to take a break. I need a drink anyway. So I'm going to take a quick break real quick. We're all, we're all, we just got done saying what the person God says we are without Christ from Romans 3. I'll be back in a minute. And the reason we're talking about this is because this is going to help you battle your life-controlling issues. Yeah. Because you're going to see things from a proper perspective, and we will be right back. All of your favorite Christian music. It just gives us life. For King and Country. Life Radio WIFI, your inspiration station. Count to three and say a prayer. Down for love and up for air. Underwater over joy. Water for thirst to soul. For a thirst to soul, baptize me into your love. Oh, my spirit's overcome. Body, mind, and skin and bone. Love, I'm gonna make it known. Love, I'm gonna make it known. Yeah, I'm coming alive with you. I'm coming alive with you.
This is Life Radio WIFI, 1460 AM, Florence, Burlington. Fox News, I'm Jane Metzler. President Trump calls it fake news, dangerous, and BS. Talking about media coverage of the military's response to threats by Iran. With the USS Abraham Lincoln's carrier strike group now positioned in the Arabian Sea, ready to respond to what Washington has called a credible threat. The president has repeatedly insisted that he doesn't want to start a war with Iran. Fox's Kevin Cork, a high school coach in Portland, Oregon, saving at least one life today, maybe more. Keenan Lowe is being touted as a hero after the football and track and field coach at Park Rose High School in northeast Portland tackled a man with a gun near the tennis courts on the school's campus. Fox's Matt DiPolitano reports that male student intended to commit suicide and... If Keenan Lowe's name sounds familiar, he was a standout wide receiver for the University of Oregon from 2011 to 2014, helping the Ducks to win two Rose Bowls. This is Fox News. That just breaks my heart to hear of that guy. They were just talking about him committing suicide too, man. It is rampant right now on that on that Fox News thing. I'm eating an Airborne, just so everybody wants to know. I just took some Advil, and I'm eating Airborne because I just feel like sick, and my throat is killing me. So I'm hoping the Advil make that pain go away. But these Airbornes, they're supposed to be good. My wife is big on them, so she told me to buy them. So that's what I'm sucking on, just so everybody knows. But another person, I mean, we just had the guy at Teen Challenge just try to commit suicide. And now I got this guy they're talking about on radio committing suicide. It's a crazy man. Like what, what, a, what a sick and twisted world we're in right now when people just want to kill themselves because they're that distraught and that lost. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that God got a hold of me. Amen. I, I really am. I really am. So we're just talking about... Right, we said the person that we think we are. Number one, the five stages of of the, the of, of people that we are. The person that we think we are. The person others think we are. The person we think others think we are. The person that God says we are, and the person who God views us to be in Christ. So we're just going over who God thinks we are right now, and we just went through Romans three. And what's Jeremiah seventeen nine say, Jimmy? Well, it says the heart is deceitfully wicked. The heart is deceitful above all things, mm. and beyond cure, who can understand it? Right. So, Romans, it says that our throat's an open grave. We use our tongues to deceive. Everybody's turning away from God. Nobody seeks God. Jeremiah's saying, the heart is deceitfully wicked. And even in Genesis, right, he says his heart was grieved after seeing all the wicked that they had done. Yes. Because all the thoughts of man and all the hearts of men were wicked, Right. Right. So that, without Christ, without intervention from God, hold on, I got to, woo, these vitamin C things are like, the airborne's, wow. Want me to read Ezekiel 36, 27? Not yet, not yet. Okay. We're going to get there in one second. We're going to get there in one second. So, listen, when you're battling deep-rooted issues like that, all right, we got to have a good perspective of who we are outside of Christ. You got to realize, like, man, the things I'm going through, the things I'm battling are because I am bent towards sin, right? God's showing you that you are this way. Yes. And you need me to bring you out of that, to change who you are. Yes. You want to, you want to become free from drug addiction? You need God because you are all those things he says to come into your life and pull you out of that, mm. right? You're battling deep depression. Mm-hmm. You're battling deep anxiety. You're battling deep issues, deeper issues. You need God to change them. We can, we can try medication, and I'm not against medication. 
Uh, we can try uh, psychology and psychiatry. And, and I'm not, there's, I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. But if there's no foundation of truth and we don't live by what God says, those things, they just don't matter, right? Now, if you live by that, what God says, and then on top of that, you decide, I'm going to take a little bit of a medication to help me stabilize myself, then, then I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. So then there's, so that's what God, he sees us as. We just read that, right? right. Now we're going to see what God sees us to be or views us to be in Christ. So Ephesians 1, 3 through 10, is just full of how God actually sees us. Do you have it or do you want me to read it? Can you I read don't it? have it, no. You don't have it? I do, mean, do you want to read it? No, I, was, I got it. You want to read it? No? Okay, go ahead. No, you read it. There you go. Read it right there on, on, on the uh, right-hand side. On the right-hand? Yep. Okay. Oh, Ephesians, uh, no. Ephesians 1, 3 to 10. Blessed, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us mm. in him before the foundation of the world. Yes. Wow. That we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us mm. for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved, in him we have redemption. Mm. Through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, um, according to his purpose, purpose, which he set in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Can I tell the story about... uh, Redemption, what it means to be redeemed. Go ahead. All right. A young boy was building a boat with his grandfather, the type where you take the saw, zuba, 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 not the buzz saw. This was an old story. Not the saws that we used. It was No, he used the old saw. The grandfather and the boy made this boat put the masts on it and the sails. Oh, it was good. And he took that boat down to the lake (laughs) and he let the string out and the wind would catch in the sails. And he would just imagine, probably like uh, uh, that guy, who's that guy in Burlington? Now I brought it up and uh, don't give up. Captain James Lawrence. Mm. You know, he was born in Burlington. He probably went down the Delaware River and looked at the Delaware and thought about boats and ships, and he became a, a mighty captain. Well, this young boy with his grandfather was letting a string out on the boat, and the wind would catch the sails, and he was having fun. What do you think happened? Mm. He dropped the string. Oh. He lost the boat, and the boat blew away from him. He was so sad. He was crying. 
One day he was in town and passing by a store, a secondhand store. What do you think was in that window of that store? A boat. His boat. His boat. He ran in there. He said, Mr. Mr., that's my boat. That's my yeah. boat. And the, and the shop owner said, son, if you want that boat, it'll cost you $20. He ran home. <gasps> mom, mom, I can get my boat, my boat. I need $20. She gave him the money. He ran back, went into the store, gave the man the $20, held the boat in his arms, hugged the boat, and said, boat, now you're mine twice. Uh, First I made you, and then I bought you back. Amen. And that's what the <clears throat> Lord has done for us. We're redeemed. Right. That's he good. Ma- he made us, right. and then he bought us back. Okay. So basically what he's saying, and that's a, that's a great analogy. Thank you, Jimmy. But And also, though, but listen, and this is just for me. I'll just speak personally on me. He... Christ, before I even had an opportunity to do anything, anything good, which I don't do anything good on my own anyway, but even before I had an opportunity to do anything, he decided that he was going to save me. He says right here, I predestined you. I, before mm-hmm. I even built the earth, Sean, mm-hmm. I'm gonna re- I was going to redeem you. You are in my plan, right? Let me read a short verse. For Isaiah 49.1, if you're listening, look it up, write it down. Before I was born... The Lord called me. So when did he call you? Before I was born. Okay. Amen. So that's the thing. So even when I was in my wretched wickedness, Hmm. okay, and I was awful, I was everything that Romans 3 says, right? I was everything in that. Yet while I was still a sinner, Christ died for me, right? Yes. And once I realized that, like, wow, like as crappy and as horrible as I was, God still saw fit to redeem me and bring me back, and then use me for his glory. Hmm. I mean, that's just amazing. And once you can start remaking your mind around that concept, Mm -hmm. that's where you got to really, when you transform your mind, transforming it into what kind of thinking? I mean, that's the thinking that you, no more stinking thinking, right? No. Right? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. All the stinking thinkings get me there. When you start grasping that concept, right? Yeah. That... Even though you are wicked you're, and you are awful, that God saw fit to redeem you and he can use you, yes. you start having purpose and you start feeling fulfilled. Go ahead. Here's a good verse. Uh, not that there's any bad verses. They're all good verses. But, you know, when it speaks to you and you say, wow, that's a good verse. Psalm 50, verse 15. Psalm mm. 50, verse 15 says, and call upon me in the day of trouble. Has anyone ever had a day of trouble? Mm. And you know what will happen? I will deliver you, and you will honor me. We bring honor to God when he redeems us and changes our lives. See? That's why he does that. Right. So, also, Ezekiel 36, 26. What is it, Jimmy? Well, I'll have to see what it says. I know what it says. What's it say, sir? Well, I can turn to it, but it says, A new heart will I give you. I will... Put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone mm-hmm. and give you a heart of flesh. He actually does a spiritual heart operation. Right. Takes out the hard, stony heart and gives us a, a, a new heart. A new, a new heart. heart of flesh. Okay? And that's 
the glory of this whole thing, right? Amen. He can take a hardened heart like mine yes. and like Jimmy's yes. and like many others, and he can really turn it around Amen. and make it something of righteousness and holiness and beauty that he can use. And the problem is, and this is where, this is where a lot of people don't understand the gospel is because they don't understand their wickedness. Like mm. they don't think they're wicked because they are the man they think or the person they think they are is not this person that God's saying they are. You mean in order to be saved, you have to recognize you're lost? That's correct. That's you correct. don't call the doctor when you're feeling good. Right, right. You don't say, hello, doc, I'd like right. to see you tomorrow. I'm feeling great. Right. Now you call on the doctor when you're sick. Sick, that's right. Right. And that's why I always tell people, let me just record your mind mm. for a month. Mm. Let me just record your mind, and I'm going to play it in front of everybody. Mm-mm. And then I want you to tell me, if you are the man that you say you are or the person that you say you are, or are you the person that, did they think that of you? <gasps> no. He would never think something like that. Mm. He would never say something like that. Yes, you would. Mm. You would and you do, and that would be the evidence against you, right? Mm. And when you start thinking like that, Romans 3, what God says you are, starts to kind of make sense. Mm. Like, whoa. Okay, maybe I am that person. And then you want to say then you want to go, well, if that's the person I am and that's what's driving me to doing the things I'm doing, how do I stop being that person? Right? It's just like if you get if you start getting overweight, what do you start doing? You change your habits. You change your diet, right? You start eating differently. You start putting in different foods instead of the old foods that are making you obese. And it's the same thing with God's word, right? You have got to realize, like, wow, I really am wicked. I really don't think correctly. There is some issues. Now, the world might tell you, no, it's okay. But all you have to do is put it, in, put it out in public for everybody to see. And then even the world, most of the stuff you think would be like, some of that stuff you are thinking would be like, whoa. That's, that's, so if the world thinks it's again, you know what I mean? Hmm. If the world would say, like, geez, dude, I don't know if I want to hang out with you. What do you think God's thinking, right? So then how do you, you got to change? The only thing to change you is God, right? right, right. You want to get over addiction. You want to get over uh, uh, depression, life-controlling issues. Get to the source. Get to the root of the problem, mm-hmm. which is your belief system, the way you think. You're corrupted. You're wicked. There's a problem. And get to the one that can actually change that. Amen. Right? It's not enough just to get sober. People always say, well, they get sober and then they relapse. Well, because you haven't changed your core beliefs yet. You just developed some habits that kept you from getting high, but you haven't developed a new belief system that will sustain your sobriety, right? And, and another thing when we're talking about change and, and getting victory, it's who you hang out with, your companions too. You know, you renew your mind with the Word of God, but it's also who are you associating with. You know, friends are like elevator buttons. Yeah, They either bring you up, or bring, bring you, you down. down. That's right. That's right. So there are some things that we are now called when we are in Christ. And those are things that we kind of have to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get down, if you're truly in Christ, right, you've been saved, justified, sanctified, you know you're, you know that you've been saved, right? Yeah. You, you know, right? I know. Listen, I know, right? Even my dog knew it. You, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. when you know that you've been saved then you can count on these as truth, right? Yes. Number one, I am a child of God, right? Amen. 
When you're saved, you are a child of God. He says, I, I take you and I graft you into my family, right? And it says in John 1, 12, but to all who have received him, those who believe in his name, he has given the right to become God's children. Yes. Right? He says, I am a conduit of Christ's life. John 15, 1, I am the true vine and my father is in the garden. Oh, my father is the garden. I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in him bears much fruit because apart from me, you can accomplish nothing. Now listen to what he's just saying here. You can accomplish right. nothing. So if you think on your own, in your own thinking, that thinking that we just put up in front right. of everybody that we just video DVR'd or whatever for the past 20, whatever, uh, uh, month of your life, and you think that thinking is going to change you, and then you can do something about it. You can't. And Jesus is telling you, you cannot do it without me. Right. right? You I, know, John one um, twelve is a very, very important and significant verse. I believe, this is hard preaching, but God loves the world, but mm-hmm. we're not all God's children. Right. John one twelve that you just quoted says, but to as many as received him, right. to them, Right. Gave he the right or That's the power right. to right. become God's, the children right. of God, even to yeah. them that believe on his name. Yep. So although God loves the world, we're not all God's children until we repent, change our mind, and receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. Amen. 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 So that is right. And, and so we are become children of God. Now, Coleman pointed out a few things, and I want to just push, put a few things. He said, the world is not the plumb line. The word is very true. The word is the plumb line that we should, he says, test the spirits, and that's the plumb line we test against. Now, he also says, when you are adopted, you have the full rights of a son Mm. and daughter. And yes, and to be quite honest, if you read Roman history on adoption, right, the adopted son actually has more rights, more, he becomes the first heir over top of the children of the family. The natural birth, that's right. The adopted son. So when you read Roman history, how Paul is writing that, he's saying, listen, Mm. you have the greatest rights of all because Mm. you've been adopted into God's family. You have superior, you have, no, we're not superior, but you have a level that is greater than than many others, right? Because you've been adopted into our family. It's really a pretty neat concept when you study out that. So, Coleman, thank you, man. Thank you for chiming in. I love what you got to say. A couple other things, right? I'm a fr- well. I have been. Ju- I am justified and redeemed. That's one of my favorites. We've got to realize that you're justified for the things that you've done. We can't live on those things. Give Is us that- the definition of justified. Justified would say that you are, you are. Um, Whatever you did is not held against you, right? right? You are you are set free from that penalty that you would have gotten. You have been justified from that, right? You wear a shirt that says justified. I do wear justified. Yeah, I've heard it said this way. I mean, there's many ways of explaining justification. Mm. Uh, Romans 5, 1 says, Therefore, being justified by mm. faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But the doctrine of, ju- not that I'm a theologian, mm. but the doctrine of justification means, in Italian, it means just as if I've never sinned. God mm. looks on me, yes. sees the righteousness of Christ, right. declares me not guilty. Right. I have the righteous, just as if I've never sinned. Right. That's how God looks on I me. I know. It's amazing, right? I'm reading actually a great paper from Martin Luther on uh, justification and sanctification. It's actually really good. So maybe I'll let you borrow it. Hmm. 
Martin Luther was great. Anyway, it says, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Mm. Listen, it's not saying you're not going to sin, but you're not controlled by it anymore. Right. See, I, you, Coleman, my boys listening, other people, my wife, we were slaves right. to sin, right? You're slaves to that. And, and you know, we can even go to where he's talking about in, we were just talking in, um, in Romans uh, 12, where he says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy self to God. He's, he's telling him, basically, you are a slave to the sexual perversion that you're in, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And people are slaves to that now. The world mm. says, oh, just go ahead and have sex with whoever you want, yeah. right? It's okay. Yep. No, no big deal, right? Right. So they're in the world is enslaving you right. to that, right. but in Christ you'll realize, man, that's something's wrong there. Right. That connection yeah. is, is greater than just this physical thing. There's more to it. It has to be honored by God. That there's to be an honored connection, right? Yeah. A comment on that sexual sin, and I usually quote the verse, but I don't know it. But it is in Proverbs. It says, "A whore is like a deep." ditch mm. in other words you fall in that hole it's hard to get out, get out of okay <laughs> thank you jimmy all right a couple other ones here right so i have i have been accepted this is a lot of problem with a lot of people especially in addiction or life problem life controlling problems anxiety they just don't feel accepted right, right, right. but when the listen when you're in christ you are accepted by god Shouldn't Who? we walk by faith and not feelings? That's right. Always. Listen, don't ever walk by your feelings. Your feelings yeah. will let you down every time, and they yeah. will lead you down a path that you will just not be able to get out of sometimes. Yeah. Right? So it's not our, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you don't feel saved. Right? right. So walking by faith, or I like to say biblical principles, right? Yes. You have faith in God, but you also take those principles he's laid out for you in the Word, and you walk by them so that we can test what we're walking through. Can I share a little illustration when, when I talk to people about them accepting the Lord, and they tell me that they, you know, at that moment, sometimes it's at the altar, they don't feel any different, or they may come up next week and say, you know, I don't feel like I'm going to heaven. I don't feel safe. Mm. I say, well, let me ask you a question. Do you believe that the world is round? Yeah, I believe that. I said, why do you believe that? Uh, because I was taught that in school. In other words, you believe it because some book says it. Oh, yeah. Do you feel the world spinning on its axis, you know, going around right. the sun? Right. No, I don't feel it, but you believe it. Well, it's the same thing. You might not feel like you're on your way to heaven, but the book says you right. are. Right. So you don't go by your feelings. Amen. And maybe later on in, you know, in your salvation, mm. you'll get feeling that you're saved. Right, right. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a feeling. It's just an understanding. It's like, because the Bible says... Uh, that the Spirit testifies with the Spirit. Yeah. So as you are testing the spirits, and it is of God, you're discerning it. The Spirit will testify, and when you when you start doing that, it, it's 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 pretty amazing because you just have an understanding of what's right, what's yeah. God want, what's God seeking, and it, it makes you know that you are saved, right? Yes. That you are a child of God. So these are important things that I think people need to just really understand. They probably don't understand, right? Mm. Like. There are certain ways we think about ourselves. There's a certain way that God sees us without Christ, and there's a certain way that God sees us in Christ. Now, I hate to tell you this, and people say, well, God loves everybody. Well, listen, 
When you're not in Christ, God sees you as one way. That's what the Bible says. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to tell you that. Water he, it down. Water it down. He sees you as this person. Now, there's opportunity for you for God to see you as this, the other person, how God sees you in Christ. But if you're not in Christ, God is viewing you through that lens. That's the lens you're in. That's the spot you're in, right? You are that person, right? Whether you think so or not. People are like, well, what about people that are morally good? They make good decisions. They're 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 great. You know, whatever. Listen, people can be morally good but not uh, living right under God, right? And morally, morals mean nothing if they're not from Christ. He says, our righteousness is as of filthy rags. Right, and right. It's, that's like trying to clean, trying to do what's right, and we're trying to clean up a mess inside of us, and we're using messy rags to trying to clean up the mess. Right, it doesn't work that way. Right, so if you're not in Christ, God views you one way, mm. but what you are in Christ, God views you through a different lens. Mm -hmm. right? And right, that's the glory of Jesus, the gospel, and how we can overcome. Because listen, you have to have the balance. Yes, I need to know that man. Before Christ and without Christ, this is exactly how I am. In Christ, with Christ, this is how God sees me, mm. right? Yes. And if I don't truly grasp these two things, I'm going to be unbalanced, yeah. right? I can't be so like, man, I'm wicked, I'm awful, blah, 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 because then I'll just be like this. Mm. And I can't be like, well, I'm so great because I've got him. And then what does he say? Humble yourselves, don't think of yourself too much. Mm -hmm. So you got to keep the balance. And when you keep that balance, it really keeps you, that, that perspective, it helps you realize where you were and where you are now, yes. where you don't want to go to and where you want to stay. Amen. Right? Amen. Amen. So listen, it is 1056. Mm -hmm. I got to go um, camping with my kids. They are out in the woods right now behind Jubilee House uh, for their powwow. And they're waiting for their daddy to uh, come in the tent and hang out with them. Uh. So it's cold and, well, I don't know if it's cold, but it's kind of damp and it wet. Uh, I am sick. My throat hurts and I'm uncomfortable, but I am going to go camping with you. Yo, Dave Lewis, what's up, my man? Dave Lewis from uh, from uh, Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge in Western PA. I'm just going to say hi real quick. Hi, Dave. He's a great guy, man. Man, he's he he he's runs, uh, he runs a, a great... A, a tight ship over there, man. He does a great job. Dave Lewis, man, love you, brother. You're a great... Uh, I enjoy working with you, man. I appreciate all your wisdom as we're going through things there. So, sorry that the Facebook feed was was messed up. Um, you know, hopefully they'll they'll have it changed. And uh, Jimmy, you got anything to leave them with before we go? Uh, just remember that God loves you and he has a plan for your life. Amen. He does have a plan for your life. Now, what we talked about last week... Core beliefs, they're corrupt. You got to get them right. Second one, we got to uh, figure out who God, who we are, who God says we are before and who God says we are after Christ. And we can start establishing those things and building that stability in our life and how we see things in perspective. It will change how you view and how you do life and how you get through life, okay? So that's it. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Hope is still alive and well. Thank you for listening tonight. I'm sorry about the Facebook feed. We love you, and we'll see you next week. The spirit of the Jersey. W -I -F -I. I can be tough, but you make me stronger. 
I can be wise, but your ways are higher. Maybe I can speak a word, reach a couple people, you can make or beat a few thousand. I know on my own, only so much, but with you I'm boundless. I can be a warrior, I can be a hero. Everything. I could be a warrior. 